Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. Oh, Gina, listen. Okay, this is it was our... big, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm excited about our guest that we're going to share with you. Mm-hmm. We have it on YouTube and mm-hmm. we also have it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And her name is Michelle Fondin and she's an author. I mean, multiple books, nine books. Yeah. Spiritual teacher. She trained at Chopra Center, which right. Gina wants to... Tag after Deepak yeah. and yeah, I mean, he's so I, slow right now. She will catch him. No, I mean he's yeah, he's, he's slow. He's slow physically in his mind. Good luck. No, um, I'll I never, ca- I'll right. never catch. No, up, we but, won't. But, but won't here's the thing: I, I could probably could probably catch him and you know make him miserable for a, a good portion of time <laughs> while I tried to win him over. Right. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. But here's the thing: this episode is a byproduct of what you've manifested. You were very very clear for last of months that you really want, maybe not even that long, really wanted somebody who could help us and, and our community understand twin flames and yeah, soul and contracts it, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, it started as soul contracts and it just kind of morphed into twin flames. And she has yeah. a beautiful book, which I read. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I I love this interview so much. Mm-hmm. And I think she has so much to offer. Yeah. She has a community of people who believe they're on the twin flame journey. And yes. she talks about how you what know. What that means. And, yep, and what yep, that means. Yep. And, you know, there is... I don't want to yeah, call it a really- self-help help group, but it's huh. it's definitely not a journey for it's the hero's journey. Yes, it is the hero's journey. Right. Dark night of the soul. Yeah. Even 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 we the talk dark about night that. Yeah. We talk about that. Yeah, and I think it was it was eye-opening for me because quite honestly, I didn't understand the depth of yeah. the, maybe the the opportunity and the challenge with that. Well, and Gina, I want to know whether what the hell I put on my vision board. Yes, because so you put that on your I yes, put the vision. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, mm, you know, yeah, we did talk about that. Like, be careful I, what you wish for, right? Be careful, but 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 truly, my LOA uncorked audience, my intention behind the visual that I put on my vision board was really like, I want deep intimacy, yeah, and connectivity, and connectivity, yeah. and and something that yeah. you know where our souls are intertwined. So I called it Twin Flame. Yeah. I don't know. She's going to, she talks about twin flame versus soulmates Mm -hmm. and you're my soulmate and it's not in a romantic sense, which, you know, I, she said, said, (laughs) good news is she reconfirmed that that is not the case that, uh, most many soulmates are not not romantic. Yeah. Right. Some are, but some are not. And I see that happening. So, uh, so anyway, I think it's a delightful podcast yeah and she has a beautiful journey to share yes and so much wisdom i think you're going to really enjoy it yeah it's a it is it's a again talking about curating a life that works for you she's done that since she was 16 yeah at at her catholic school so and all that journey from there on out and what starts that is i think a a beautiful message for our for audience so absolutely so we hope you enjoy it here we go 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And we're so excited today. I know. I know. She's I mean, here. Talk about manifestation. This is Holly's manifestation. I mean, you didn't take that long to manifest this one. I, I know. It, it was, was quick. quick. It was quick. It was <laughs> It quick. was good. And was thank you to Michelle Fondon, who's our special guest today, for saying yes to come on LOA Uncork. We are so excited to have her, and she's going to provide a wealth of knowledge about all kinds of things. So let me introduce her. Excellent. Please all do. All right. I'm so Michelle. she's an author, Go speaker, mm-hmm. and a YouTuber. And she is a spiritual teacher and she trained at the Chopra Center. She's going to talk about us and talk about that with us, but that is the Deepak. Yes. Yes. I feel about Deepak the way you used to feel about Bill Gates. I think we need to order <laughs> so that you don't go after Deepak you might. Yes, and stalk yes, him. Yes. I, I actually probably, you could probably catch him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's getting older. He, he's, he, I mean, there, I am a threat to this man. I mean, to many people, I could not be to Deepak. I might oh be. my God. Yes. I love him too, yeah. Gina. Yeah, we I, share that. We yes, share yes. that devotion. So Agreed. Michelle can talk about that. She is an expert in meditation mm-hmm. and Ayurveda and she is an author of nine books, not one, not two, but nine. <laughs> That's a lot of books. Yeah. She loves to write. And we're excited about that. Love uh, we love her latest book, which is the Twin Flame Romance, The Journey to Unconditional Love. Mm, so welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing wonderful. And uh, I'm really excited to chat with you guys a little bit. Absolutely. And we will tag all of her other books. She has the wheel of healing with Ayurveda and so many other chakra healing. And we're going to just talk about all the wonderful gifts she is actually giving to her community. Yes. That sounds great. I mean, it makes, I I feel like I need to pick up a hobby or learn something (laughs) new after hearing that list of things. I I did meditation a few times in the last month. It's awesome. It's excellent. Can't wait. Lot to talk about for sure. For sure. Okay. Great. All right. So can you give us your background and how you ended up being this whirlwind spiritual teacher? Yeah. Like a five minute sum up of all, all brilliant things, Michelle. Absolutely. Yeah. So actually my journey started when I was really young. So when I was 18 years old, I had this amazing uh, religious religion teacher in a Catholic high school. Her name was Leanne Lewis Prescott, still is, that's still her name. And she was my first yoga teacher. So I was exposed to yoga and guided meditation in her class. And actually I took yoga with her at a community center And for me, that was a game changer. I was like, what is this practice? And that was a long time ago. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it was a long time ago. (laughs) And fast forward to when I was 28 years old, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And I knew that there must be a different way to look at health and wellness. And I found Ayurveda. I found Deepak's book, Perfect Health. I started implementing the practices of Ayurveda, guided meditation. I launched back into yoga where I let it go. And then finally, fast forward to, I had like a midlife crisis around uh, age 35. (laughs) And I began my study with Deepak Chopra. I was going through a divorce and uh, changing countries. I was living in France at the time. And I started studying with Deepak Chopra in Carlsbad, California. Now, the funny story in this is that throughout the whole time, I was thinking, 
am I crazy? Am I crazy to let everything go and just start to launch a new career? Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you guys a story of synchronicity that actually happened as I was studying to become a Vedic master. So Vedic master was integrating yoga teaching, meditation, and Ayurvedic lifestyle, which is mind body medicine, basically from India. And so I was at the Chopra center in uh, 2009, getting my Vedic master certification. I was in class to get my meditation certification. And we had to stand up and do introductions like you would in front of a class, you know, like here's my story. So I told a story about Leanne Lewis Prescott and how I learned yoga with her. I learned guided meditation when I was 16 years old in a chapel with other kids. And I said, she was a major influence in me learning meditation today, teaching others meditation and about, you know, yoga and healthy lifestyle. And we had to study Sanskrit. And at my head, my brain was hurting. You know, when you're learning a new language, like your brain starts to hurt. Yes. So I was like, well, what better to stop the brain hurt than, you know, a little retail therapy? <laughs> so I went into the gift <laughs> shop. <laughs> Yoga. Forget the meditation. Exactly. Exactly. So I went into the gift shop of the spa. And now in this spa, they had Ayurvedic treatments. They had a program called Perfect Health. And a lot of people gravitated toward that Deepak center for mm -hmm. healing. And so I was, I was getting ready to go to the checkout. And I saw this woman walk in through the corner of my eye with a, you know, a bathrobe, you know, just getting out of a spa treatment. And I ran to the front desk and I said, Hey, could you tell me that guest's name? And at that time she still had index cards, like not a computer file. And she's looking through her index cards. And I said, Oh my God, she's not going fast enough. And I yelled out, Leanne, the woman turned her head, came to me. It was my first yoga teacher at Thank the you Chopra Center. You're kidding. Time, no. And this was in, we weren't like, I grew up in Michigan. This is in California. <laughs> and I was getting my Vedic master certificate. Now, what was funny was at the same time that Leanne walked over to me, my first contact at the Chopra Center who signed me up for my first course walked in at the same time. Oh. And for me, that was a validation that I was on the right path, that that was my life path. I mean, absolutely. 18 years later, right? My first yoga teacher walks in <laughs> to well, validate my path. Can you imagine how Leanne felt? I mean, I, I can't, mean, I mean, what a, what a gift back to Leanne for because like breaking she, the mold and doing all those things that were true to her heart and gifting that to students in a place that that's not normal. To and, do. and then you what a changed your life, life and changed your trajectory. Incredible. What a gift it was to both of you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just felt like that was the universe telling me like, this is where you need to be. This is exactly where you need to be. And it was at that point when I was getting my Vedic master certificate that I just, I made a commitment to this life path. And I said, well, I'm here to help others. You know, I'm here to help others open up to their spiritual gifts, get really healthy, you know, live a more holistic life and live more authentically. And I think for me, that is truly my life path is to help others live the life of their dreams. But what does that involve first? It involves feeling whole within yourself first. Right. For sure. Oh, I, I love that. that. I mean, like we call that the billboard. I'm it's like, billboard. I always say, come on guides, come on angels, give me a billboard. I yeah. don't like, like throw a little butterfly my way. <laughs> like give me like, how do I know? Yeah. 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 It's a butterfly. It's gotta be like a smack you in the face. You can't yeah, miss it kind of thing. That is incredible. Yeah. Which I love is. that. Brilliant. That's 
Brilliant. Wonderful Brilliant. story. I love it. I love it. So you, you worked your way, you were certified, you were you practicing then at the Chopra Center? Like, yeah, you- so I had traveled a bit with Deepak um, to his different uh, conferences. You know, he had different programs at the time where I was teaching meditation and yoga at his programs. And, you know, I had three small children at the time, so it wasn't really conducive to travel. Sure. So I stopped working with Deepak, but I started writing for his website. So I, for three years, I wrote on Chopra Well, which my articles are still on Chopra Well, but I just figured that was the way I could stay tied to the Chopra Center. And then I began teaching the courses that I learned in uh, my own yoga studio, which I owned for 10 years. So I ran a studio where I was um, teaching all the same principles, yoga, meditation, and Ayurvedic lifestyle. And um, that's how it all began and ran through. And it was, it, it has been such an incredible experience, and which led me to writing my first book in 2014, which was The Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda. Oh, that was your first book. Okay. That was my first book. Yeah. And it, it actually, the birth of that book came because of my clients. Ayurveda is such a it's a very vast subject, if you will, in mind, body, health. It's a 5,000-year-old medical system from India. And it's so incredibly vast that when I was coaching clients, they were like, is there something simple I can read? I'm like, well, there's Deepak Chopra's book, Perfect Health, but it's not really simple to read. Wow. <laughs> so- My dad actually read that many times, multiple times over, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, the wheel of healing was born. And at that time in 2014, there weren't a lot of easy manuals on Ayurveda. Since then, there's been a lot published, but um, it was really one of the first books after Deepak Chopra's book and David Frawley, who had done a lot of more complicated books, but um, it was really one of the first ones that was like easy. And I wanted to make it easy so that Westerners could really grasp the idea of Ayurveda and apply it to their life. Right. I love that. I love that. So how did you enter, enter the twin flame romance book? Absolutely. Um, how did that come into your life? And is that book number nine or is that? Uh, no, I have a book that I published after that called um, Heal Yourself or Return to Wholeness, the Integration of Body, Mind, Soul, and Spirit, which I published in 2020. So twin flame romance was September, 2019. So yeah, my ninth book is uh, Heal Yourself. During, during the pandemic, that's a beautiful time to... Uh, heal yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, I started, I got angelic guidance to start writing that book in January, apparently not knowing, <laughs> right? Not knowing what was to come. Wow. You got some, uh, your, your guides are the shit. If they were, if they knew <laughs> yeah. that, no one saw that coming except for maybe your people. And <laughs> they're like, Oh, need it. people around you're going to need it. Yeah. So wow. So twin flame romance came to fruition because in 2018, mid 20, I guess it was September, September, 2018, I met my twin flame and it was a really, as you know, perhaps if you've met a twin flame, <laughs> it was a really complicated journey. And in fact, I knew practically nothing about twin flames at the time. Absolutely nothing. I knew the term. Right. I had studied uh, with Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine to get okay. my uh, angel card certification. Uh, certified by them. I love them amazing. too. They're amazing. Yeah, through Hay House. And so Doreen, during my course, had mentioned something about Twin Flames, but it was really like rudimentary. I had no idea what it was. Right. Um, but my sister, who's also a Twin Flame, had been studying it for about a year because she is also in a twin flame situation. And so what happened was I met this person. I was working full time. I had just moved to California. 
I was going through a custody battle. I was, it was really hard for me financially. Cause I, I like, I followed my angelic guidance to move to California without a plan, basically no plan. <laughs> so wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I had left, I had left a business back home. So I was living in DC. I had a, a clientele. Now it wasn't thriving. It was making right. it okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I had always wanted to move to California ever since I was 15. Um, interestingly enough, my first exposure to California was Anaheim. It was not Disneyland. I had never gone to Disneyland until 2017, but um, it was not Disneyland And uh, my dad had a cousin living in Anaheim. So he brought us to Anaheim. And it was at that point, I was 15 years old, that I said, I need to be here. I don't know why I need to be here. So my lifelong quest was to get to California, which funnily enough, my twin flame was born in Anaheim. So he would have been three at the time. (laughs) Wow. He would have been three at the time. So I didn't know why there was this pull to Anaheim, but there was. Yeah. And so I was in this, I was in a lot of turmoil in 2018. I just started this job at Disney. I was trying not to lose, you know, custody of my child. It was just all this stuff. And then I meet this person and my world like turned upside down. And I was like, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. I don't even want to meet a person. I don't even okay. want to meet a love interest. You had enough going on. Right. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? And I was coming out of a relationship with an alcoholic and it was just, I, I moved 3000 miles really to get away from him initially. But in December, when things were not working out with this person, I said to my sister, I don't understand what is happening, but I feel like if I date someone else, I'm going to be cheating on this person I just met. And my sister said, uh-oh, you're in trouble. She's like, check out this video on Twin Flames. <laughs> okay, so your sister clued you in. It was she, Has she already been in her Twin Flame relationship? You said she was in one yes. of those. And so she actually had met someone back in 2013, 2014, around there, not knowing about Twin Flames at all for like five years, five or six years. She had no idea. And then slowly but surely, she began to learn a little bit more about Twin Flames and then realizing, oh, God, oh, that's what this is. Um, So luckily, my sister had the foresight to, like, recognize what I was going through. And she said, just check out this video and see if it makes sense to you. And for me, it was more like a checklist video. I'm sure you've seen those where it's not even a person, it's a voice. And they basically say like, sign one, sign two, sign three, sign four. So there wasn't a lot of descriptors. And so I wasn't really sure, but I I could definitely check off most of the signs and go, oh my God, I'm in big trouble if this is what it is. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because I, Mm -hmm. so I put on my vision board years ago, I had a friend and we would dialogue, we'd get together, have some wine and we'd talk. And she's like, uh, she talked about her twin flame and she talked about her twin flame that actually isn't in this world. Mm -hmm. She had a twin flame in another realm. I don't know that you really went there in your book on anything like (laughs) that's what she taught. No, but your book was very, very precise and thorough and people can really understand it by reading your book for sure and and gain a lot of comfort and a lot of knowledge. However, I didn't read that. I didn't read it then. I've read it now. Okay. (laughs) But I put on my vision board, my twin flame. 
And you wanted one in this realm, though. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, screw the yeah, no, this no. intergalactic nonsense. No, yes, no, no. <laughs> no, I want them here. In the and, flesh. And, you know, what's interesting is, and I remember her saying, not a soulmate, right. a twin flame, because we're going to talk about that. I know you, you, yeah. you differentiate that. Break that down, that, break mm-hmm. that down for us. Mm-hmm. But so I stuck it on my vision board and um, <laughs> not knowing what it was, but thinking I need it. One okay. of those, be careful what you wish for things, right? Uh, yeah, right. And yeah. and thinking I need it. So anyway, so, and then I, you know, when we were looking at content here, I was, I was like, let's, I was really interested in soul agreements. Mm-hmm. And of course your book popped up at the twin flame. And I was like, okay, I read the whole thing and was very intrigued yeah. and couldn't wait to have you on the podcast because I don't think people understand this. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And so I think it would be really great if you can explain what is it, what the heck I was yes. asking for versus I skipped the soulmate and went straight to the twin flame. <laughs> yes. Just to cause myself some extra angst in this life. <laughs> Nevertheless, that's well, what I've learned. That's what I've learned. It's, it's like still on her vision board, just so you know. It's not, it's not like she's I'm so upset about it. She's taking it off. So yeah, it can't be that bad, I guess. But. <laughs> uh, so, okay. It's really interesting because I guess having been on this twin flame journey since September, 2018 and having coached over 500 twin themes, I would always say to somebody, like you said, be careful what you wish for. Like I wouldn't wish this on anybody, (laughs) but that being said, your soul does choose it before you came here. So the awareness of you putting twin flame on your vision board was just an awareness that was already in your energy field, right? And so you didn't actually choose it. It just, you had chosen it before you came here. So there you go. Don't blame yourself if you're like, I just put this and I manifested it. Well, it was already on the way. <laughs> you manifested you to come talk about it. I think the other, I think you're absolutely right. I think that was just already, that was pre-designed for sure. Yeah, it's already on the way. So let me yeah. just um, give a brief overview of what a twin flame is. now. Granted, I'm not God. So this is my understanding based on my own experience and based on the experiences of the twin flames that I happen to coach and communicate with over YouTube. It's based, the premise is basically when you are in universal energy, whether you call that God, source, spirit, heaven, wherever you want to call it, you have a soul and then a twin flame is a soul that is split into two to incarnate in this lifetime and maybe other lifetimes separately in two separate bodies. Now, sometimes twin flames were one soul and they came to earth together as one soul. And then sometimes they have split and then the goal, there's kind of like a mission or a goal to find each other, get back together and to have that spiritual mission. Now, I believe because we are in a major shift in this earth plane. And especially if you study astrology, astrologically speaking, like things are shifting majorly. Yes, We are coming out of, even Ayurveda talks about the age of darkness, right? So it's like a Kala, we're coming out of Kala Yuga, which was just this period of great darkness. And we're coming into a period of light. And so now we are designed to come together as twin flames to raise the consciousness of the globe. So is it a romantic relationship? Most of the time, yes, it is. Right. Um, and you can come incarnated as a heterosexual couple, a same-sex couple. It doesn't really matter. 
typically there's like some sort of age difference or socioeconomic status difference. Twin flames tend to incarnate with a lot of obstacles to overcome. And in overcoming those obstacles, they're helping to raise the consciousness of the planet. But it's also, it's always about ascending into your higher spiritual self and getting out of the ego self or getting out of like the more down to earth, earthly aspects of who we are as humans. Did I explain that? Okay. <laughs> it's really fantastic. So the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate is you don't have that splitting of the soul with a soulmate. No. Now with a soulmate, a soulmate is definitely part of your soul family. And so what does that mean? A soulmate you've journeyed with before. So you've journeyed with them in past lives. You've made soul agreements with each other before you incarnate in this lifetime, but you own your own souls, if you will. You have your individuated aspect of your soul. Another thing I'd like to explain, and I know uh, the jury is kind of out on this one, but this is my experience, is that you can have many different soulmates in your lifetime. And it's because soulmates can come designed as many different things. They don't need to be romantic. Right. So your child could be a soulmate. Your mother or father could be yeah. a soulmate. I was going to say, I mean, Holly is my soulmate. My soulmate yeah, but she's sure. not in the heart twin flame thing with no, me. No, I, I'm outside the heart. <laughs> yeah. I heart you, but not as a not twin in the same flame. Way. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. The same. Yeah. 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 So yeah. here's, here's where it gets stickier. Yeah. A twin flame can also be a soulmate, but not all soulmates are twin flames because you typically, I mean, twin means two, right? Yeah. So yeah. you only have one twin flame. And I know that's a lot of people are really confused about that, but no, it's just, it's one soul split into two. So you only have one. That's it. Just one. <laughs> Um, but it can be, but that person, that your, your twin flame could also be your soulmate. Can you explain yeah. in what way? Like just because that part, the. Yeah, the, it's really weird. Know, so, I mean, okay, let's just put it this way. A soulmate typically is in your life to help your soul ascend into the higher spiritual realms. Right. And so a twin flame who's also a soulmate is going to do a lot of work with you, or you're going to do a lot of work with them to help their soul to ascend into those higher spiritual realms. Now, by virtue of the twin flame connection, that also happens. But oftentimes, twin flames that are just twin flames and not soulmates, the work to ascend into the higher spiritual level is happening while they're separated, while they're separate living their separate lives, learning the lessons that they need to learn in order to transcend this ego self, to transcend the confines of this physical world. So, you know, it's, it's slightly different, but, you know, all in all, it is a spiritual journey on both ends, right? So even yeah. with a soulmate, I'm sure with Gina, like, for example, when you met Gina, you were like, oh my God, I feel so familiar with you. Like, I feel like I know you already, you know, yeah. that's, that's the tendency that we, that's the language we tend to use with a soulmate. The soulmate. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That, that okay. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And then with a twin flame, so we can work on our stuff and we work on our stuff together to help ascend each other. Right. Um, with a twin flame, we're kind of doing that separately mm -hmm. uh, and working on our own before right. there is reunion is what we right. call the yes. coming together for the yeah. twin flame. So and what, yeah. then, if you're a soul mate, once you come together, you do work together yes. to move yes. it forward versus the, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really rare for a soulmate romantic relationship for people that are uniquely soulmates. It is pretty rare that a soulmate would separate and then get back together. It does happen, 
but soulmates tend to be kind of like birds of a feather, you know? And so Mm -hmm. they're birds of a feather. There's not a lot of friction, you know, there's some growing and learning, but there's not, you know, a lot of push pull typically. Push pull. Okay. So I, your YouTube channel does a famous job of setting the stage for this, but for our listeners, we're going to send them there. However, right now, can you give us the, the one, two, three, whatever signs (laughs) that you are with a twin flame. So we're going the checklist, the checklist, Michelle's beautiful checklist for (laughs) what did you experience and what has your, your soul community, your twin flame soul. Yeah. I'll give you, um, so the first, the weird thing, um, for me when I met my twin flame, was that he is not my typical go-to type of person. So, I mean, in all honesty, I did not find him attractive in the beginning. I found him attractive now, obviously, but in the beginning, I was just like, he was so out of the range of what I would normally go for. And not to mention that there was a work thing that going on there, you know? So it was like, oh, well, you know, this person, you know, you keep them at a distance, if you will. So normally a twin flame is not your type either physically on the outside, or it's just not the type you would normally go for. The second sign is instant recognition almost. And now this happened for my twin flame. It did not happen for me right away. Mm -hmm. So it was weird because um, we had this conversation after we had known each other for about 10 days, but we had this conversation that I call like the activating conversation where there is this sense of recognizing like, oh, you're the person that's supposed to be in my life for the rest of my life. Oh, this is interesting. Um, so it's this weird, um, I also almost call it like a time warp where you're like taken back into a time where it's just like everything is perfect for that one moment. Right? Oh, hmm, interesting. And so for my twin, it was that I activated him by having a conversation. For me, it was a banal conversation, but I said to him, he said he was looking for a home. And I said, he said, Oh God, it's so expensive in California. And I said, well, maybe when you get married, you and your wife could buy a home together. And the thing is, I didn't know if he was dating. I didn't know if he was married. I didn't know if he was gay or straight. I didn't know. I was just pulling that out of my butt. Right. (laughs) Obviously our souls agreed to have that conversation because as soon as I said that he said, Oh my God, I was thinking that exact same thing in the shower this morning. And it was at that moment that everything changed for him. Like I could see it in his eyes. He was yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're like, why the heck did I even say that? Yeah, I know. That's yeah. Silly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just that like instant recognition, the activation conversation that you have where one of you or both of you right. recognizes this is something special. Um, now the, uh, the, the third thing I'm going to say, and there are like, I have 14 signs on my YouTube channel, but the third thing that most twin flames come to me with is I cannot forget this person. So typically with a twin flame, what happens is there is some sort of connection, some sort of relationship, some sort of scenario where they're together or communicating. And then one person says, I can't do this. It's over. I don't want this. I don't want a relationship. I don't want to be friends with you. And the person who's left on the other side goes into obsession mode and they don't understand it. Now, the the phrase I hear more often than not is, I am not an obsessive person. 
I can get over anybody, anytime, any place. Why can't I let this person go? And so that's really one of the, the biggest signs I feel that twin flames come to me with is I found you because I didn't know how to let this person go. And then I found twin flames. Right. Right. Um, and I think, you know, there are other things like they have major obstacles between them, such as an age gap, not all twin flames, but a lot of twin flames will have like a 10 year, 15 year, 20 year age gap between them. Other things are major obstacles like race differences, skin mm-hmm. color differences, religious differences, country differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I call those are paradigm shifts, like things that we're needing to overcome as twin flames to help the general collective overcome these outdated paradigms. So those are just a few seeing signs and synchronicities, for example, are another one, like seeing 11, 11 consistently uh, before you meet a twin flame. (laughs) So all the time together. Okay. Literally. I almost said it. Maybe you are my twin. Maybe we are. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I like that. I, I like how you talk about the fact that, you know, I just can't get over him, mm-hmm. her, whatever mm-hmm. they are. But I have a lot of friends that, and as I'm growing up that I, and maybe the difference is obsessiveness. Okay. That particularly for females, I don't want to say that, but I mean, the divine feminine energy, okay. <laughs> uh, has a tendency to, I don't know, to mm-hmm. maybe get, how do you know if it's something that is real, real. Mm-hmm. versus right. something that um, you like just like the chase, you know, you talk about that in the book, yeah, it's, it's this, this chase this back and forth chasing and women. I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know, but the divine <laughs> feminine sometimes just, I, I how do you know? And how yeah, do you- sometimes it's like obsession just with the fact that you need a person or you want a person versus. Yeah. Like- yeah. Exactly. And you coach so many people. I'm sure you've had to decipher like, who are those people? Because there are people like that out there. It's yeah. them, there. Are, I think yeah. there are a lot of them out there that, that maybe yep. that, you know, that they come find you and then they want to be coached. And can you figure that out? Do you have a way of helping them see that or? Yeah. And I would see, um, you know, since I do uh, intuitive and card readings, like typically it'll come out in the reading, whether or not it's a twin flame connection or a soul connection. But I would say there are two things with a twin flame that will help differentiate from like, oh, this guy's really cute. I'm just obsessed with him. You know, that kind of thing. I always say you don't choose a twin flame connection. It chooses you. That's number one. Number two, it is a connection that won't let you go. Not the opposite. It's a connection that won't let you go. So when I say this, for example, with my twin flame, for example, I would start to see his name absolutely everywhere. He has a very, 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 very unusual name. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Very unusual. And I would start to see his name absolutely everywhere. I mean, it was like insanity. I'm like, why am I seeing his name everywhere? So there was like things like that. I would um, bump into him when I absolutely was not supposed to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, so those are like, I was like, what? This guy just dumped me. Why do I keep running into him? You know, it's just like, I want to run the opposite direction. So it's from a... From a physical standpoint, it's literally, it won't let you go. Meaning there will be the universe. It seems like the universe is constantly throwing the two of you in the same space, or there's like 
signs or they'll pop up in a feed somewhere. Um, so there's this constant like little signs that will happen. And I'd say more concrete signs. And then there's something that's happening spiritually too, where you cannot let the person go. And it's, it's almost like because they won't let you go, their spirit won't let you go. For example, I would have constant dreams of my twin flame. Now, for all intents and purposes, you can't really control your dreams. <laughs> but I, my twin flame would constantly come up in dreams and telling me messages, like delivering messages to me in a dream. Oh, wow. um, twin flames will also feel the energy of their twin flame around them. So they almost say like, it's like I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing myself, but then I also see my person behind me, mm-hmm. something like that. Or for me, it was like frequent night waking, like at 3.33 AM for like months where I could feel my twin flames energy next to me with me. And it got to the point, And I know this happens to a lot of twin flames where they're just like, could you let me sleep? Could you leave me alone, please? <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of other things happening that are pulling you to that person, pulling you into the twin flame journey that would not happen in a normal type relationship, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And I like that you said, I mean, I, I believe in having a whole posse of people to help mm-hmm. one another. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the more, the merrier I say, yes, so I agree. what I heard from you, which I think is really also important is if you are in that space, mm-hmm. you could call Michelle and have a reading mm-hmm. and she could pull oh, cards yeah. to help you understand. Am I being obsessive? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, cause I would imagine, I mean, like you said some twin flames could be a soul connection too, or soul. Yeah. Mate, right. Absolutely. And then some, you know, may be together for quite some time. Some it's just this polarizing. It's just hard from the beginning and it never really works. And there's this kind of, despite how many times they're thrown in front of you by the universe to keep trying, right. Or doing whatever that cannot, that contract was about. And so I'm just, it is, it's interesting to think about how do you know how much you should invest in this as as a relationship itself. I like that. That's a really good question. I really, really like that. So obviously in the beginning, when I was at the genesis of this journey, I truly didn't know. Right. And I had invested a lot in my twin flame and, you know, he went back and forth from like, let's be friends to let's be romantic. No, we're just colleagues. Like, you know, it was just this craziness, but I kept investing in him And I was like, okay, at some point I was like, all right, this is silly because I'm not seeing the reciprocity, even though I was receiving all the signs on the side and his presence in the 5D, which is the spiritual realm, kind of the spiritual connection that you're feeling. And eventually what it does turn around to is you need to invest in yourself. And that's really what the twin flame journey is about. It's because your twin is your mirror. Your twin is a reflection of you because you're the same soul. So if you think about it, what I like to call is like, you know, in your DNA, everything is recorded, right? So when you get sick, that's recorded in your DNA, right? Whatever pre-existing conditions you might be having versus one disease or another disease. And then the immunities that you develop, that's all recorded in your DNA and that might be passed on to your offspring, right? Right. With uh, your souls, yours and your twin souls, it's like, it's almost like the soul DNA is being recorded real time. So everything that your twin is going through, everything that you are going through is being recorded real time. So the impressions are with you all the time. Interesting. And so 
really, as your twin is a reflection of yourself, the call in the twin flame journey is to turn back to yourself and start loving yourself and start paying attention to yourself and healing yourself. And as you start to do that, the call for your twin to start doing the same thing will happen. Now, timelines are very weird and different, obviously. And God also gives us free will. (laughs) So, you know, it's like free will to not do it, do it or do it at a different time. So I always say like, yes, you're going to get over that initial obsession with your twin because there is a sense of obsession because Mm -hmm. if this person is like a perfect puzzle piece for you. Yes, yes. As humans, you know, we, we, we crave connection. So intoxicated. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a perfect puzzle piece. And of course you're going to crave that puzzle piece. You're like, this fits perfectly. (laughs) Um, But once you get over that obsession and, you know, we can talk about, you can ask about dark night of the soul if you'd like, but once you get over that, then the rest of the work to get to the place where you need to be, to be ready to come back together with your twin is all self-work. It's all work on yourself. Yeah. 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 I like that. Hey, Gina. Hey, Holly. Listen, Gina, I'm going to be begging for some ratings here. What do you mean? I'd like our audience, if they like us, to rate us five stars. On on any of the podcast platforms that that they're listening to. Is that what you're saying? Like Apple, Spotify. And don't you think it'd be awesome also if they really do like us? to add a little comment. Oh, comments would be great. Absolutely. Okay. It really helps us bring the podcast to you and continue to get the feedback that is necessary to bring new listeners. Thanks for your support. Back to the episode. Here we go. So before we talk about Dark Night of the Soul, I, know, I, I was going to say, I think we have you're to not going to ask. I'm going to ask. I know. We'll get there. <laughs> but I wanted to, what we're talking about like that, the journey and you talk about the reunion and do all twin flames actually get together and what's your experience on how long it takes to get together and is everybody destined do to they get all together? Get together? Yes, I exactly. think I know the answer, but I want her to tell I know. I love but it. I know the answer a great question. Her, but I know the answer from her. <laughs> she? She's a, um, okay. she's a kid that sat in the front row that always raised her hand. She knew it all. I wanted yeah. the gold star. So, the angelic guidance that I have received over time has said there will be twin flames that opt not to come into reunion with their twin flame. And a lot of times that has been written in the soul contract prior, meaning like you meet, you start ascending, you help each other to ascend, but maybe it's just this lifetime is just not the right time to come back together into reunion. And so they opt, you know, they're like, no, this is not for me. It was nice. It was great. I healed, but now is not the time. And then most twin flames, yes, in fact, will come together in this lifetime in a romantic connection to be, you know, together forever and ever, if you will. (laughs) Now for the next lifetime, will they then incarnate as one soul versus two souls? Divine guidance has told me that that is typically what will happen. Mm -hmm. So yes, most will. Mm -hmm. That's just the end. And what I like to say is like, why would God put both of you together in this lifetime to come together in this lifetime to go through all the turmoil, the push pull to like, then go, okay, just kidding. No, sorry. <laughs> you know, I think that's just right. cool, yeah. right? Yeah. But the power of both twins being together, like the actual power that 
as you come together and both of you are in this ascended energy. And then think about all the twin flames in the collective that are banding together, coming together in this ascended energy, that it's kind of like reaching critical mass to have that quantum leap in everything, like in the world, in societies, right, to ascend to the next level. So it's kind of, if you think about it, the twin flame, it's kind of part of our job to help the collective, the general collective as a whole ascend. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if we can't do that, then we're not really completing our job, if you will. So it's not about the romance. The romance is kind of like icing on the cake. Right. Yeah. But it's really more about the spiritual mission to help everybody ascend higher. I love that. I love that. And you talked, you talked a few times, you touched on the 3D versus the 5D experience with the twin, which I find fascinating. I have to hear about it. Uh, And so she kind of touched on it. So if you can just talk a little bit more about what that looks like, because you experienced that you were talking about. Oh my God. That's Mm -hmm. the 5D. Anyway, so if you can just talk about that and then do all your twin flame coachings have that element? And it's a very spiritual element. Yeah, yes. yeah. Anyway, can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was really weird. Now, what's funny is that I had been on this a spiritual journey starting at age 18, probably prior to that. And I had had many spiritual awakenings along the way. And so just simply the 3D experience is physical world experience through your five senses. So right. what I teach in my meditation course, which my teacher Deepak Chopra taught to me was that you only have an experience in this world through your senses. That is the only way we can record experience, if that makes sense. Yes. So for those of you that are meditators, when you slip into the gap between your thoughts in meditation, where you kind of have a transcendent experience, that's 5D. That's yeah. 5D. So 5D, for example, to give you something very concrete is, for example, if you hike to the top of the mountain, you're standing at the top of the mountain with this incredible rush and you watch this beautiful sunset and you are completely awestruck and time stands still for you. That's a 5D experience. When you have a baby and you hold the baby in your arms for the first time, and you see the moments of perfection in life, nothing goes wrong. That's 5D experience, right? When you're um, speaking to a friend you haven't seen in a long time, and you start speaking to a friend at 11am, and then you look down at your watch, and it's 5pm, and you're like, what? Well, time, the time dimension just slipped away from you. That's a 5D experience. So I was already pretty well versed in 5D experiences prior to meeting my twin. But interestingly enough, I believe my twin is very evolved as a person, probably way more evolved than me. (laughs) And so immediately when we went into separation, I started having 5D experiences, obviously not knowing what it was, (laughs) but I could hear my twin speaking to me (laughs) in the 5D, meaning like when my twin wasn't physically present, he was speaking to me. (laughs) And you were losing your mind? Um, I did, but it was his voice and it made sense to me. Right. So I was just like, okay, that's what telepathy is. I just guess I'll go with it. You know, so I started writing things down, right? Um, It was kind of cool, but it was kind of weird at the same time, you know? So I think someone who has never been through such a spiritual journey as I have been, like I've, I've done 
levitation. So I've levitated, like I've done meditations where I levitate. So if you can levitate, you can believe someone's speaking to you when they're not there. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, they speak to you while you're levitating. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was, it was kind of odd because obviously I didn't know what it was. And then I learned about twin flame telepathy. There's a lot of other weird, you know, 5D world experiences. But if you think about it, this the, the spirit transcends space time, right? So, you know, our, our spirit is kind of like enclosed in this physical body so we can experience life through the five senses. But the spirit is not confined to the body. We think it is, right? We think it is. That's what we think. We think like, oh, my spirit's inside of me. Yeah. But it's really not confined to the physical body. The, the spirit, the soul is spaceless and timeless. So it's really like, you know, whatever, it can go anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, that is the 5D experience. And I know many people have a really hard time grasping this because it's not something we talk about ever. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's not yeah. something in our common language. Right. But it's definitely something that happens on the twin plane journey. I loved your, you know, your reference to the 5D, I think it was the original one that Holly was mentioning, you know, when you lay in bed and you feel energy of someone else, or, you know, you come into a room and you feel someone's energy and then they call like, you know, that's that sort of elevated connection is, is really what we're referring. And that can come in, like you said, many, many, many different forms. Yeah. You're thinking of them. They call. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's all. Mm hmm or you're thinking, gosh, they probably had a hard day. They called and they had a hard day. Like, you know, there's that level of, is that, is that, so it's that level of stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, as Deepak Chopra says, you know, we are all connected in the infinite fields. Like we are literally all connected in the infinite fields. It's like, just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean it's not there. So, you know, it's like, we, we experience so many things that we can't make sense of in this world. And it's just because there are, we are multidimensional beings, right? We're not just like one-sided beings. And most people go through life thinking like, oh, I'm this physical body and I think, and maybe I have a soul. I don't know what that means, but you know, my experiences come through things that I can make sense of. And so many of our experiences, we don't actually make sense of, like you said, somebody calling you out of the blue when you just thought of them. Yep. Well, it's interesting because like I make a point of like looking, I call this the web uh, um, and that we're all connected in this web and this thing is activating and I can see it for other people. Oftentimes yes, I can yes. say, oh, well, that's this and this is that it's harder for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and then, oh, that has the ripple effects. You just even think about your yoga teacher, the ripple effects on yeah. that web that she created for you. And then you reunited on that web later. I mean, it, it, it's so me. yes. I mean, it brings me to my knees and being humble think about it. Yes. Well, I mean, not to mention that, you know, the reason she was there was because she had lymphoma. Oh, oh wow. She was going there for healing. Heal. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wow. Okay, so let's talk. Let's go to the dark night. I I have other questions, but they're lighter. And so I think we embed (laughs) the dark night right here and then we come back out of it a little bit. Well, so (laughs) does every twin experience have a dark night of the soul? From what I have experienced, if you are open, willing, and able to do the spiritual work you're designed to do, then yes. (laughs) If you try to block it in any way, then it, it, the answer is still yes, but it may take some time. I see. So yeah. I believe that if you are full on immersed in your journey, in your twin flame journey, and open to the experience, 
then everybody experiences dark night of the soul. Now, what is this? It's basically you facing your shadow energy, your darkness inside, right? Whatever you've been through in this lifetime and usually other lifetimes. Yeah. And also things that you may have been through with your twin flame in other lifetimes, because some of it just ab- doesn't make any sense. So I will give you an example of something that happened to me that made zero sense. Back in January of 2019, I had known my twin roughly four months. We had already gone into separation, but we were still seeing each other every day. And I had to download, I was getting a reading from someone because I was trying to make sense of it. Again, I didn't know what twin flames were. And so I downloaded a picture, like I stole it off his Facebook profile um, for the reader, for the reader, you know, like here, here's the picture of this person. And so I had printed a picture to have during the reading, you know, and the reader had one. But as soon as I gazed into my twin's eyes in the picture, I would start sobbing. No reason why, no idea why. And that was kind of the beginning of my dark night of the soul. This is extremely common for twin flames that when they see a picture of their twin or they see their twin, they just cry uncontrollably. And it's not that they're depressed. It's not that they're sad necessarily. It's just a purging. Mm -hmm. It's like a purging of the heaviness of everything from the past, everything from past lives. Mm -hmm. Now, for me personally, this unfortunately went on for like eight to nine months. Oh, wow. Where every time I would see my twin and I had to see him quite frequently, I would start sobbing or I'd see his name written even in an email and I'd start sobbing (laughs) and I couldn't understand why I couldn't understand what was happening. Um, But it's just, it's a cleansing. It's a clearing. It's getting over the confines of your ego. It's getting over outdated paradigms. It's just all the healing that you need to do is happening during the dark night of the soul. And unfortunately, most twin flames have no idea what's going on. My recommendation to you is that seek out a spiritual teacher if if you understand that this is what this is, because they can help guide you through it. Yeah, that's Um, great. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you, um, and I, you know, I'm not a medical professional, but if you have a history of mental, mental illness, or, you know, then obviously seek out your health professional, but a lot of twin flames will just get on antidepressants because they don't understand it. And oh, really that is not actually the diagnosis. The diagnosis is spiritual healing. Oh, and it's not but it's hard it. though. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't present itself in, in the 3d world. That's not how it right, exactly. And unfortunately what antidepressants can do is suppress you from experiencing the things you need to experience during dark night of the soul. What I would say rather if you can, and like I said, get a diagnosis if you do have a history of this, but um, yeah. I would say find a licensed therapist, at least that can help you with the childhood wounds. You know, the spiritual stuff, most therapists have a hard time grasping. Yes, I agree. Getting over the childhood wounds, you know, like if you're t- meeting your twin flame brings up like child abuse that happened to you or um, like a codependent abusive relationship you've had in the past, or like, I don't know, you know, there's so many wounds that we carry with us from our past. I would say definitely seek out a great therapist who can help you work through that stuff. And I I would say a lot of, you know, a lot of twin flames have done that as well. They're doing like the spiritual work, but they're also doing the psychological work with someone who can guide them through that. Right. Wow. 
That's really great advice. You know, I've always heard that dark night of soul is part of like the hero's journey, but, but that is all of that, whether it's the hero's journey or this, I mean, all of it is meant for you to rise into your gifts or your talent. Like, yeah. The conflict or the, the struggle is to help you show up in a more powerful way, right? As the hero of your own yeah. story, and right? We, so, then we help the collective. Interesting. But interestingly enough, the twin flame journey is she's going, the twin flames are going through this dark night of the soul by themselves, Yeah, you know, right. and they have, they, you still have a hankering for your twin flame romantically, right. Being with them, you yeah. don't have them. And you're going through this immense amount of, we, I call Sorrow. it spiritual yeah. up-leveling, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, you can't, yeah. You can't up level if you're not willing to deal with the shadow. Yep. That's an incredible, yeah. that's when I, I said, I'm it. not sure I really wanted what I put on my board. Okay. Like, you know, because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> but oh, wow. I, you know, anyway, wow. that's so interesting. Yeah. So people, if people are in that space, reaching out and getting help and you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, none of us are medical. We can't diagnose anything. Well, I always think I'm a shaman. <laughs> yeah, <she did. laughs> I mean, I mean astrologer, shaman, you name it. Okay. But. I mean, she doesn't even tell me to go to WebMD. I'll tell you what's wrong. I go, oh, I, no, I know what's happening. happening. Don't go to WebMD. I but no, no, no. For, yeah, for don't go to WebMD. You'll find yourself with diseases that you never I, thought. Right, exactly, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, but no, no we're not <laughs> professionals, but definitely getting a coach. If, if any of this resonates, getting a coach when I know, I know you do coaching and we'll talk about that, getting somebody to help you through this process because it is hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah. And like I said, luckily I had the tools in my back pocket because I went through all of this as far as, you know, being a life coach for 10 years prior to that. So I did have the tools in my back pocket but even with that, it was still hard. So yeah. 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 Well, you were born to be a teacher. So yeah, that wow. trajectory is interesting. Fun. So does everyone have a twin flame? I mean, just no. I no. That- no. <laughs> it's what your soul has chosen, right? So the way I look at it is as souls we journey. Now, what's funny is I was brought up Roman Catholic. So the idea of reincarnation was never in my mind at all. Even studying yoga and all that, you know, I was like, there's this concept of samsara, which is, you know, the birth and rebirth, right? So it's like constantly living until you reach ascension. And I, I never really grasped it or believed in it. But then, you know, several years ago, there was just some things where I was like, oh, there's, there has to be past lives. This has to be a thing. But I, I really feel that like as a soul, we choose our lifetimes to evolve and grow in. And not everybody is at the time and space where they're going to choose something so difficult, right? So I believe that only the highest evolved souls that have journeyed here many times have learned a lot of different lessons are kind of ready to take on the task of being a twin flame because it's such a hard journey. You know, it's not like I would say it's not for the feeble minded and the weak at heart. It's absolutely not. This is a kick-ass journey. It's only like for those that are ready to go the extra mile or thousand miles. Yeah. So no, not everybody does, but that doesn't mean that they won't eventually. Sure. Yeah. yeah right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I love that. So your twin flame journey started, you said 2019? 18. 2018, uh, September, 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is that contract there 
for the rest of your life? I mean, in varying degrees or. Yes. So, I mean, the ultimate goal obviously is reunion. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that uh, I've checked in with the Akashic records with, well, other people first, but then my sister Annette as well. And it is funny because, you know, I'm in communication with my twin. We are not yet together together because there's been a lot of back and forth. <laughs> That's all I'll say. There's been a lot of back and forth. Yep. But one of the most recent things that he had said to me was, I just want to be friends and I never want to get married. I never want to be with another person again. I'm just going to go solo. I'm going to fly solo for the rest of my life. And so I immediately, you know, checked in with my sister and we went into the records and I said, okay, well, I just need to ask this question because here's my twin flame giving me this info, you know? And, you know, and I was surrendered to it, even though I had received constant messages that we would be together forever. You know, I, I had kept receiving that from day one, but you never know. (laughs) And so uh, in the Akashic records, our souls in this lifetime have agreed to rectify a lifetime from the past. I think it was like a thousand years ago Mm -hmm. where we were both in India. We were extremely happy. We were married. Um, in fact, I don't know if you know the God Ganesha, my twin looks a little bit like Ganesha, if you will, like kind of like the physiology, not an elephant, but you know what I mean? Just like, um, he's Asian, he's half Asian. Yeah. And apparently my nickname for him was Ganesh and I cheated on him in that lifetime, but I was too innocent. I didn't know it was cheating. Um, I was like pulled away by somebody else. And so we are rectifying what happened in that lifetime to refine our union, to refine our happiness, our joy, our, so he's, you know, his 3d self is wrong about wanting to be alone for the rest of his life. <laughs> it seemed a little extreme. It does a little but bit. But I yeah. love that you brought up Akashic records. So for our listeners, we will do something yeah. uh, on that soon. And the Akashic Records, actually, you can go in with, you can do it yourself. I don't know how to do it. There's some meditations that you can do, but you can use somebody to go in and actually ask that question like Michelle, like you did Mm -hmm. and find an answer. I love that. And what's neat about Twin Flames and, you know, my sister Annette, she does Akashic Records too. But one thing she explained to me that I didn't know was that like, if the person is actually your Twin Flame you can go into the Akashic records of lives that you've had with your twin flame and also to ask about your soul's journey. Like what, what are we designed to do in this lifetime with our soul contract? So you can ask that question because it's written in your soul contract, basically with when you came here. Now, one thing you cannot do though, is go into your twin flames soul record by themselves because that's personal. That's somebody's own personal soul journey. Yeah. So you, you, you obtain your own records. See, I love that. See, I, w- I was looking into soul right. contracts is how I met Michelle. Now I she's know. talking about soul contracts. <laughs> That's synchronicity. Right. So you would only know kind of what you, Design. your soul designed yes. to come in and learn and purpose. Yes. And then like with a twin not know what you're more like, yeah, with a twin flame, it's more like, you know, what is our purpose in this lifetime? You know, are we, are we designed to be together or not be together or whatever? I don't know. Cause I'm like, I'm not an Akashic record reader, but yeah. And even like, what's kind of cool with soul contracts is that if you do go into the records with, you know, someone who knows what they're doing, obviously mm. um, you can clear also 
outdated records. Like you, you like exactly. if you have an outdated contractor, a vow of chastity or something like right. that, you can clear that too, which is kind of cool. I love that. That would, yeah, that, that's amazing. That, that is because, you know, if you haven't done that or they haven't been closed, that's infl- influencing who you are in the 3D world. Exactly. Right? So, you know, people that might have problems getting married, for example, might have a vow of chastity or they were a monk and they just took a vow to not marry, you know? So that's life. So I find that really fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. I love that. And I I wrote down a little quote that you did because I, it spoke to me and, and I think it would speak to our audience too, because it goes beyond twin flames. And you had said, the more you let go, the faster you'll, you'll obtain whatever you desire, including your reunion with your twin. And so the less you obsess, the more you let go. And I hate let go with the flow. I don't like the go with the flow or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, But I love the idea of we're not controlling everything. We can't, you know, and when you go, yeah, you you realize that we have free will, but we can't control things as much as we want to. Well, and especially in a twin flame relationship, I mean, you can't help but come back together. You, it's not even an, it's not not even an option. You're going to come back whether you're whether the the reunion occurs or not doesn't matter. But but even if you let it go, like you said, they will keep being placed right in front of you and yeah, path. And so it, it's not even an option for them not to come back. It, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know what's what's funny is that, and I know it's a hard journey. You know, and I always like to show compassion for those who are in a twin flame journey because. Believe me, I'm in this journey too. So I understand how hard it is, but I always say like, you know, the universe conspired to bring you and your twin flame together to meet once in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And think of all the things that and in my, I do a twin flame boot camp, uh, one and two that helps twin flames on their journey. And I do this exercise with them. I say, write down every single event that had to happen for you to cross paths with your twin. Would you have ever imagined all the things that needed to conspire together to make it happen? And don't you think the universe is smart enough (laughs) to be able to find those events again to bring you guys back together? I love that. And so your boot camp, is it for the both parties? So that for me, I cater more, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, divine masculines obviously have done it and they have gotten a lot out of it. Um, I entitled it, which I maybe should change the title divine feminine boot camps, because 95% of my clientele are divine feminines, even though even in a masculine body, you know, some divine feminines are male. And so I, I was just seeing that so many were struggling with the twin flame journey and, and I felt, okay, what can I teach them that I've been through that I've already learned? Uh, And that's, you know, that's one of the things and it's a self-directed course. So you can do it on demand yourself and it rolls out the modules roll out every three days or so, but there's a lot of journey, journaling, a lot of self-healing, a lot of reflection, just like the exercise that I gave the example for. But I always say that most twin flames divine feminine side are recovering codependence. (laughs) So that need for control, the need to like, yeah. Yep. 
please to overgive, to try to make things work. Um, It's kind of in our blood and we are learning to love ourselves first and foremost. Right. And be balanced. I love that. And we'll put all, all of, all of your information on in the show notes, Michelle, so people can find it, including where to to sign up for the bootcamp. Now I kind of am interested in this question, but I'm pretty sure our viewers are, are wondering too. So your twin flame, Yes. You know he's a twin flame. Has he accepted this? Does he understand that <laughs> on here? I mean, is how it's much of this? Uh, I think he I <laughs> <think> <laughs> that's a great question. You know we'd get in trouble if we didn't ask that. And I, I don't think I would have asked that. So. I'm dying oh to know. Yes, okay, no. Okay, so Michelle, like, spill yeah. the tea girl. level. I think he knows. He's never come out right and said it. Um, when I said, I told him early in the process that we were twin flames, but again, I was just learning. So I didn't know what it was. I just sent him up, like I sent him a couple of video links and he told me I was crazy. He said, stop sending me crazy stuff. Um, (laughs) I love you. That's so funny. That is good. But we've had many conversations recently and so much has purged from him. Like so much has come out of him that he keeps telling me I'm his spiritual teacher. Like he keeps telling me that. And I'm just like, what? Spiritual than you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say that? He, yeah. he thought he was more spiritual than you. I think, well, he is. He's a way more, he's much more of a sage than I am. Like, but yeah. I think he's, you know, he's still healing his ego aspect. Mm-hmm. So there's that blockage of not believing in himself enough, you know? And I, I, I he knows, like he knows how smart he is and how, how much of a sage he is. But I think he's 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 a more closeted spiritual leader, if you will. <laughs> so. right, right. Well, he is, but he doesn't want to admit it, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he'll admit it to me. Sure. Yeah. But he knows that I understand, like, and he knows that I understand him. Yeah. Um, so I think you know yeah. he's come, he's come to the conclusion that I always need to be in his life, and he's struggling with the romance piece, and that's part of his child. That's part of his wound. Yes. Because he was deeply rejected in romance a few years ago and it broke him completely. And he is, he's still recovering from that. So that's his major wound that he's overcoming. Wow. Yeah. And you do this separately because it's the twin flame Mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. Oh Oh. my goodness. But I find it really fascinating though, that he keeps telling me about me being his spiritual teacher because it's like, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm not teaching you anything, but you know, <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, That's fascinating. It's great. Thank you for asking that question. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got a big YouTube community mm-hmm. and now you're doing, you have coaching. Can you tell us all the ways our listeners can find you yes. yeah. uh, on Facebook and all the other things? So just lay it all out there. <laughs> Including the Ayurveda, so we talked about twin flames, but like there's a lot the around that is too. Big. Yeah, it's yeah. big. So can you tell us about that? If you would like Michelle to be your spiritual teacher, where can they find you? Yes. Uh, yeah. My so my website is michellefondenauthor.com. Yeah. Okay. And my YouTube channel with all the twin flame stuff is also Michelle Fonden Author. You can find me on Instagram, Michelle S. Fonden, and uh, Facebook as well. Yeah, great. But, uh, as far as all my courses and coaching, that's all yeah. on my website, Michelle Fondant Author. I'm launching a brand new group coaching program, which I'm so excited for. It's actually more affordable because a lot of people will receive readings from me and um 
because I only do a limited number of readings, it's a little more costly. And I know after pandemic and everything, not everyone can afford a reading. However, the group coaching is just like, like this over zoom, we're doing it over zoom and it's going to be topics. So I'm debating. I think the first topic is actually going to be codependency, like overcoming codependency. Um, And we're going to meet twice a month. And then in addition to that, my group coaching members are going to receive extra video content as well. Not only on the topics we discuss, but other things I was doing on my channel up until this week, Divine Masculine, Divine Feminine readings as well. Those will now be inside of the group coaching program. And I also have a community page, which is a private page, not on Facebook, not on any social media, but through my website private. So twin flames can talk to each other. Cause I think that's really what's lacking in that loneliness, that dark night of the soul. Right. A mm-hmm. lot of twin flames, they think they're crazy. Cause they're like, I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. And I think I was going to comment on your group coaching. Cause I actually think there's huge benefit and value if, in a group coaching session to hear things up from others or, or experience someone else's yes. that hits you that teaches you something or Provide yes. some, some learning or opportunity or um, the mirror up for yourself. Container of learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The group coaching is, I think, a fabulous, yeah. fabulous idea. And I also think most people don't understand codependency. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's anything. like, uh, you know, I was coaching some clients individually this week and that theme kept coming up and it, it comes up all the time, by the way. And with just because being a sensitive soul, being an empath we have a tendency toward codependency. That's it. (laughs) And so I really feel like that is a huge piece that we as empath sensitive souls can work through. And it will certainly help you not only in your romantic relationships, your twin flame relationship, but every relationship. Yes. So I think it's huge. That's what I was going to ask. It gets to the heart of like, like you said, your health, you know, improving your health. And, you know, when you have all those codependencies that you're, that you're making choices and decisions from, you're not listening to your body, you're not listening to your spirit, you're, you know, you're, you're doing things in yeah. service of maybe something other than yourself, which is in, in small little buckets, fine. In big buckets, you know, um, has yeah. huge impacts on health, well-being, yeah. happiness, all that stuff. So being aware of the signs of it, because I, I think, I think of codependency, I always did as one kind of small little, oh, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty it's pervasive, you know, and another, another way uh, we can call codependency, for example, is just like people pleasing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so big it's and broad. Huge. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. quite understand it. So to that point, and to your big point, one, Gina, yeah. even if you're, you don't think you have a twin yeah. coming to your coaching and helping work through some of these Mm -hmm. issues just that we have as a collective divine feminine will actually help elevate all of your relationships, including if you're single. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like it could be all in, it's really all inclusive. Yeah. I I feel like I could learn some (laughs) on this codependency thing. Yes. And I've read a couple of books without, what is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know what it is. Bigger than I keep, I get a little knowledge and I keep, finding how much and nobody how wants big to it is. think that they're codependent no, I mean because we're so independent and I am fierce not. we're fierce and you know how could we be codependent exactly. but you can be fierce and codependent yes absolutely absolutely yeah and, and like another thing you had mentioned Ayurveda so one thing I think twin flames also or anyone who's who's on a spiritual journey right yes and to deny or ignore is the fact that like 
what I eat, what I put into my body. Cause Ayurveda is a lot about, you know, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. So it's like what I eat, what I put into my body is going to affect my life on the day to day. But most people don't think it's going to affect their spiritual journey, but it actually does affect your spiritual journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's another piece that I would like to really develop in the, the group coaching as well. And it's something I did for years anyway, through my yoga studio with Ayurvedic lifestyle counseling is just helping people find the, the diet, the food that resonates with their body. Cause that's what Ayurveda is. It's getting in touch with what resonates with your personal body. Well, yeah. And if you're not fighting how you feel all the time, you're even just that helps raise your vibration, your energy, all, all that. I mean, it starts, you know, the ascending, if you're not fighting your physicalness, yes. yeah. right. you absolutely will sure. can, can elevate your spirit and, and, and your higher consciousness. It's hard to develop and grow when you feel crappy, basically. (laughs) So Michelle, will your book, um, uh, will your book on Ayurveda help folks that are kind of maybe in that space right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the wheel of healing with Ayurveda is just, it's a concept of integrative health. Yeah. So it's mind, body, soul, and spirit. And each chapter links to another in the sense of looking at all the aspects of your life, which I call the spokes of the wheel, you know, your physical health, your mental health, your mind, your body, your relationships, your past, healing your past, all, and even your financial health, it all integrates together Mm -hmm. and uh, it helps you move towards your life purpose because if one area of your life is out of balance, then rest assured, another area of your life is going to be out of balance. And it's never perfection. And I learned this in um, AA, progress, not perfection. <laughs> but it's it's about maintaining more or less balance on a consistent basis. And it's just, it's all about feeling, right? It's all about how you feel. If you feel great and fantastic and vibrant from day to day, then you're able to be a light for others. Yes, for well, sure. I love it. And you have yeah. such a varied background. I know. You know, I mean, I mean definitely she's studying AA for, for one of your relationships, right? Yeah. So uh, I wrote yeah. a book called Help. I think my loved one's an alcoholic and talk about being majorly codependent. Yeah. I tried everything I could to get him sober, including going to over a hundred AA meetings. But, and I did that in research of my book too, because I felt sure. like there weren't, wasn't a lot of resource on helping loved ones of yeah. alcoholics. To understand the nature of the disease and to understand in alcoholics from the inside out. But yeah, I you I have a book on I, that. I do. And it's basically for people that are in relationships with addicts and to understand that that dynamic. Yeah. A, that's yeah. a really powerful book. Yeah, I'm what sure. a gift for, mm-hmm. for those in that situation. Because your point, I mean, talk about feeling alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't mm-hmm. imagine. Especially post-pandemic. I think they said that like. Uh, alcohol and drug addiction went up by like 40% during the pandemic. Wow. Wow. That's, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was just incredible. Incredible. I feel like we met a soul sister today. I know. And you know what? Like there's so much more to talk about. I know. I I mean, we we might be seeing if she might have some availability (laughs) down the road. (laughs) If she's willing to come back. back. Yeah. I'd love to come back guys. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your gifts and talents and knowledge with our community. I'm sure inspired me for sure. I'm going to pick up the wheel book for sure. Yeah, I'm going to give the wheel book. I've got people that you actually give. I need to get on the wheel. We're we're getting on the wheel. wheel. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again. So much pleasure having you. 
You're very, very welcome, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.